you talk to Stash Cutler? <laughs> oh my God, that was really water. Oh, thank you. Can I get a hug? Welcome. Okay, rocking the bima. Uh, Shabbat shalom. Thank you so much for inviting me to be with you tonight and for inviting Ben the Ark. And thank you so much, Rabbi Sidney, for your leadership and being such a champion for the issues and the values that we stand for. It is an incredible honor to be leading this organization at this moment in time. So for those of you who are not yet familiar with Ben the Ark, we are the country's leading national Jewish organization that focuses exclusively on domestic public policy. So we bring Jews together from all across the country to work on issues that are pressing and that are facing the most vulnerable citizens that live in this country today. Issues like racism, like LGBT equality, like voting rights, like economic inequality. We work on those issues together because we believe that the American Jewish community has had a historical role in fighting these injustices and must continue to show up powerfully to address some of the most intractable and complex problems that we face here in the United States. And I would imagine that many of you sitting here tonight are also actively working on the very issues that we at Ben the Ark work on. And I have been known to be intuitive. I can't say I'm psychic. And I don't yet know each of you personally, although I had some really awesome conversations before I came to the, up into uh, this room, into the sanctuary. But I do know that every time I come into a Jewish space and I'm speaking with any Jewish audience, that there is a disproportionate number of us who are active on social justice issues, who are active on the issues that face our country and face people throughout the world. Whether that's volunteering our time, whether that's being staff people at nonprofit organizations, or whether it's through our generous philanthropy and supporting worthy causes. So, that's incredible. And what makes me curious right now, however, is how many of us in the year 2015 engage in our social justice work as Jews. How many of us, when we say, I'm working on civil liberties issues, say, I'm working on those issues because I'm Jewish? Or how many of us are doing get out the vote and are knocking on people's doors, registering them to vote, because we say voting rights is a Jewish issue? And I'd like to suggest that right now, at the time that we're in, the year 2015 in the United States, that it is not only critical that we are active and stay committed to these pursuits, but that how we engage in our social justice work matters so critically. And I'd like to share a few stories to, to get down to the heart of why it's so important. Uh, about a year and a half ago, Ben the Ark had the incredible honor of being asked to speak at the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, which was one of the pinnacles of the civil rights movement. And we are, my predecessor, Alan Van Capel, had just finished giving a beautiful speech to tens of thousands of people. And as he was walking down the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, he was gently touched on the arm by an older African-American woman who was not Jewish, who looked at him and said, thank you. I didn't think the Jewish community still cared. Which is painful. And if this were an outlier kind of story, if this were just one incident of one woman who had this experience with Alan, then we could chalk it up to it, it being 
uncomfortable and terrible, but not the end of the world. But in fact, unfortunately, this story is not an outlier story. And in fact, just a few months later, our rabbi in residence, Rabbi Jason Kimmelman Block, was outside of the White House, uh, engaged in a massive civil disobedience with hundreds of other faith leaders in support of comprehensive immigration reform. And he was being interviewed by a Latina reporter reporting for a Latino publication. And she asked him why he was there. And she said to him, I didn't know that the Jewish community cared about immigration at all. So again, these anecdotes, while we could see them as unique and isolated, I actually think are painting a very different picture about how our community is currently perceived. And this is a devastating thing to hear, especially since so many of us experience ourselves as being so committed and so actively engaged in healing and repairing the world. But I would contend that right now many Americans, even those who have known that our community historically has always stood for justice, has always been active in the most significant struggles, whether they be labor rights or suffrage or civil rights or the women's rights movement, they've known that we've been active, but at this point in time don't see us as a community at the forefront of the most pressing struggles of our time. And that at one point we had a particular political identity and a particular activist identity as a community, and we have moved in a very different direction. At Bend the Ark, we believe that this is a problem, and we believe that it's something that not only we can change as a community, but that we really, really must change. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about why and how. So keeping social justice, keeping this commitment to healing and repairing the world, to being obligated to the other, we believe ought to be at the core of our public identity as Jews. Also, of course, in our hearts and authentically what we believe, but really at the forefront of how we're perceived publicly as Jews, because it helps us build very necessary relationships with our non-Jewish neighbors, it helps bring us together as a community, unified and focused in a particular endeavor together, and it is, in fact, a true expression of what Jews across this country actually care about right now. And so the question then is, how do we do this? How do we actually demonstrate this commitment publicly at this moment in time? And I believe that there are three key elements to how we can do this that Ben the Ark is actually exploring and experimenting with right now. And I think that we're coming up with some good evidence that things are working. So I want to share what those things are and see how you all feel about them. So the first is that as a community, we want to remember and recognize that the Jewish story is actually a narrative of radical ideas and subversive behavior and organizing for equality and freedom. That we have long recognized that the laws of the land, whatever land we may be in, often benefit an elite class of people and disenfranchise and disempower a significant number of folks who remain vulnerable. And that as Jews, we have been taught that it is our tradition and our obligation to always act to right that imbalance, whether we are the ones who are vulnerable or it's any other community. So this recognition, this is, this is baked into our DNA, that we have an experience, we have been defined as we just know from the Passover holiday we just experienced last month, that we have been defined in part by our real live experience of what it means to feel and be slaves 
And that experience of bondage creates, we hope, a sense of empathy and a sense of necessary motivation for action. But I would also say that we are a people, unlike some communities still, who have also experienced the power, the transformative power, of what it means to be liberated and what it means to be free. And so now we are faced with the complex challenge of what we do with that freedom and with that liberation. The story of the Jewish people in the United States has also mirrored this meta-narrative of bondage to freedom. And we know that when Jews came to this country in large numbers in the early 20th century, that we came to this country often fleeing persecution and violence. I know that my grandfather, my grandpa Leo, came to this country fleeing Kiev, his family's farm that they worked on, was burned to the ground. Came to this country and he, like many of our family members, were incredibly poor, experienced overt discrimination, and we could argue it was actually better than dying, but we weren't actually welcomed here with open arms. People didn't say, oh, here's this fancy, comfortable duvet that you can put on your bed, or I'd like to offer you a well-paying job so that you can live a comfortable life with your family. We experienced hardship, and then in addition to that, the world and world Jewry experience the trauma of the Holocaust, which continues to mark us as a people to this very day. So the lesson of our historic persecution ought not to be that we fear other people, ought not to be that we turn inward and become parochial. Rather, we must view these experiences and teach them, actively teach them, aggressively teach them, as a powerful motivator for empathy and for action for justice. So social justice is not something we can do, it is something that we must do. And it is also something that we must be known for as a community. It is our sacred obligation, and this obligation, I would also say, is another defining feature of what it means to be Jewish. This notion that I am obligated to you and I am obligated to every other person, whether I feel like it or not, that I am obligated to ensure that your humanity and our humanity together is constantly lifted up. So second, I've suggested that we must already act collectively and Jewishly in the public square, and I want to talk a little bit more about this. I mean that we ought to stand together and brand our actions as Jewish actions and all issues that we're working on as Jewish issues. So there's a story, there was a very significant rabbi named Rabbi Prince. He spoke right before Dr. King at the famous I Have a Dream speech at the March on Washington. Rabbi Prince spoke right before him. And Rabbi Prince came from Germany. He was fleeing Berlin. He landed in Newark, New Jersey, and he became very active, and his congregation became very active in the civil rights movement. And one night, he invited Dr. King to join him for services, and there were some members of his congregation that were not too happy about that invitation. And they asked him, Rabbi Prince, why are you bringing a black preacher to talk about civil rights on Shabbat? And Rabbi Prince said to the full congregation in a very, very unwavering way, he said, racism is a Jewish issue. Civil rights is a Jewish issue. And the lesson I take from this and that we can take from this is that all issues of injustice are Jewish issues. When we as a community can lend 
our moral authority and voice to talking about these issues, it also can elevate these issues to be perceived and engaged in in different ways. So many of the very, very challenging problems that we face in the United States are often talked about in political terms. They often get devolved into polarized sides. In fact, some issues are now thought about as democratic issues. Some issues are thought about as Republican issues, when in fact these are actually basic issues of human decency, of fairness. And so part of what we can offer as Jews acting Jewishly publicly in the world is to remind people that we're talking about basic fairness and goodness and that when we can engage in this way and not keep the conversation so polarized and politicized, it can often also be an entryway for other people to enter the conversation and to become active. So third point and final point, which is that at this moment in time, we as a community must know that putting social justice at the core of our identity is a way that we can leverage our power that we currently hold. So as a community, our political voice now far outweighs our demographic footprint. In the United States, we're less than 2% of the population, and yet we are one-third of the Supreme Court. We are 12% of the United States Senate. We have leaders in our community who are in formal and informal positions of power in every major sector that influences civic society, whether it's business, finance, arts, philanthropy, culture. Jews do have formal power. And I don't want us to mistake me saying this, because I think it can get a little uncomfortable, that I first want to acknowledge that not all Jews are affluent and not all Jews are in positions of power. And I am not suggesting that we are the puppet masters that control the world or control the United States. And that is a very, very dangerous anti-Semitic trope. I don't want to be quoted as saying I'm supporting the protocols of the elders of Zion. But what is actually true at this moment is that as a community, as Jews, we do have power. And it would actually be a shame on us if we do not harness and use that power for good. Right now, when we think about our power, the political elite, our elected officials, believe that so long as we, Jews, are placated on one key topic, and that topic is Israel, that they have our unconditional support. We at Ben the Ark believe we need to radically change this equation. We need to expand greatly what it means to be a Jewish voter. We need to, to have our political elites and our elected officials understand that 81% of our community favor higher tax rates for the top income earners because we know that this revenue supports safety net programs that protect the most vulnerable citizens in our country. We need to have our elected officials know that 80% 80 80 of us support unequivocally uh, marriage equality. We need to let them know that the Jewish story is a story of immigration, and that's exactly why 70% of us support comprehensive immigration reform. And we have to remind our decision makers, and frankly, I would say some of our own Jewish communal leaders, that these domestic issues matter greatly to us. And that, in fact, 90% of the Jewish community use the lens of those domestic issues as a filter through which we vote. Those domestic issues, in fact, are the ones that help us decide who we vote for. So, wrapping up now, I'd like us to think, if we were to actually put these strategies together and we could create a Jewish identity that was compelling and relevant 
that was actually going to be an identity that younger Jews were interested in participating in. I know that so many of us are concerned about this idea of, or this, this, this crisis, many people call it, of Jewish continuity. Whether our children, their children, our grandchildren are going to have any sense of connection to our tradition, are going to show up in synagogue, are going to give Jewishly. And I would contend that Jewish continuity, this so-called crisis of Jewish continuity, is not, in fact, the problem, but is ultimately a symptom. And that the underlying serious and complex crisis we are experiencing at this moment is a crisis of Jewish communal purpose in 21st century America. We have to figure out what is the Jewish community standing for today? Why be Jewish now? What is the value proposition we are offering everyone and our young people in our community? If we do these three things that I've been talking about, embracing our radical and progressive legacy, acting collectively as Jews in the public square, and putting our considerable power to work, then our community will once again reclaim its roles as a visionary force and a vital community working for justice. And we will also have a very clear and compelling sense of communal purpose, which I frankly believe is going to be irresistible to people of all ages. So putting Jewish social justice at the core of what it means to be Jewish is authentically who we are right now. We're not talking about changing people's hearts and minds. We are simply talking about giving ourselves a much bigger platform and a much larger megaphone to get this commitment out and known. It is if the Jewish people have been chosen for anything, please let it be that we have been chosen again and again and again for acting for justice. It is ethical. For some of us, it is spiritual. It is collective. And it is powerful. And most importantly, it is absolutely the right thing to do. So I hope that you will join all of us at Bend the Ark in this vision for America and this vision for our Jewish community. Thank you so much for having me. Shabbat Shalom.